Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 94 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a really special one for me. This is a topic that I am super passionate about, yet I don't think I've really done any podcast episodes about it. I was trying to like go through my episodes and I didn't see any episodes on this topic. So I was like, what the heck? let's do this topic today. I had a different episode planned and I was like, eh, I feel like talking about this. (laughs) So let's dive into it. I'm super excited. So today we're diving into customer loyalty and why being obsessed with your customers will help your business grow. So I've talked about this definitely on the podcast before, like when it comes to episodes probably relating to like how I grew my e-commerce business, my first business. Um, This is one of the major factors that I attribute to my growth for my business. Yet it's something that one, I feel like is not talked about very much. I mean, it is and it's not. I think there are a lot of e-commerce product people out there and Yes, like talking about customer loyalty is is brought up, but I don't think it's, I don't think it is, um, what's the word? Like it's not heightened enough. And especially for those of you who are struggling, like you're not really making sales or you're struggling to make sales, your business just isn't quite growing. This is something that you completely might be just missing the boat on. So I'm hoping from today's episode, You can walk away, whether your business is killing it or you're just struggling, you're on the struggle bus. Either way is great. Like we all start from the struggle bus and we move up, but wherever you are in your business, customer loyalty, being obsessed with your customers is something that you can always, always, always improve. And I hope you can just get a bunch of takeaways from today's episode. So this is going to probably be a longer episode. I have a lot of... um, action points to mention. So let's dive into it. So grab your coffee, grab a huge glass of wine or champagne. If you are like me, I love my champagne and let's dive into it. All right. I am pumped and I'm going to admit to you guys, I had a really rough weekend. (laughs) I got back from our trip to India um, one week ago and I spent the whole week just feeling super jet lagged. Tuesday, I was super sick. Then I felt good for a couple of days. And then Friday, I woke up and I felt like I was dying. And that lasted two days, Friday and Saturday. And then last night, 
I literally was opening up. <laughs> I was opening up my car. I'm sorry, not opening up. I went outside to close the car door because I noticed that we have a um, a cross crossover. Is that what they're called? Toyota RAV4. So it's like an in-between of a cross. Uh, I can't freaking talk today. It's an in-between of an SUV and I think, I don't know, some other car. So I went to pull down the the trunk and the door slammed into my face, um, slammed into my face. I have a huge gash on the bridge of my nose. I have a big bump on my head. Oh my gosh. It was not a good situation. I literally thought I had to go to like urgent care because I was like, do I have a concussion? It was really bad. So anyway, I have not had sort of the best health weekend. So I am hoping this episode (laughs) comes out of my brain normally. But if not, then I'm explaining why I'm a little bit loopy because I have not felt good all weekend. I was literally in bed all day Friday. It was horrible. So cheers to our health because you know what? That is the most important thing is our health. So, okay. So I'm super excited about today's episode. Let's, let's get, let's get into it. I'm going to try to not be very long and rambly today. So let's see how that goes. So the reason that this episode is so important and for me at least is because I attribute customer loyalty, creating a wildly like loyal customer fan base for my business as one of the main reasons why my business was successful. Um, As so many of you are struggling, you have this brand and you're not able to stand out against your competitors. You aren't getting visibility. Like people aren't finding you. People aren't discovering you. And, you know, if that's happening to your brand, then and it, it's kind of a twofold because to have customer loyalty, you have to have customers. So I understand for some of you, like you might just not be getting any customers and, you know, that's a different situation. And I have tons of podcast episodes that you can listen to and, and learn on how to get your first few customers. But I really want to really, 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 really make this like stick into your brain that once you do start getting customers they are your most important people. And I'm going to talk about like the importance of your first hundred in a sec. But the reason that I call it like customer obsession, just being obsessed with your customers, loving on your customers, understanding why they buy from you, um, treating them well, having great customer service, that all feeds into what I call as like being obsessed with your customers. But that truly is what I attribute to my one of my successes of my first business, The Dapper Dog Box. And again, if many of you are struggling to get sales or you're struggling to kind of grow your business, this is what I want you to revisit is like, how can you improve your customer experience? How can you get those few customers you have to love your brand? So you get those five, 10, 20 customers that keep buying from you. And then they're like, God, I love this brand so much. I'm going to refer my friends and family. That's how it is. It's like a trickle down effect. And it's so, so, so important. So I'm very passionate about this. And I have all sorts of things that you'll, that will be coming out in the next year that you will find more about. Uh, This episode is a little sneak peek of, I told you guys that I am writing a business book and 
Today's episode is what my business book is about because I am so passionate about it and I just feel like there's not a lot of stuff out there and I just want to give you like a playbook on here. Like here are all the things that you can do in your business that don't require money. Like none of the stuff that I'm going to talk about requires you to spend money on ads or requires you... I mean, yes, it's like basic stuff. Like if you have an e-commerce business, you have to pay for packaging. You know, you have to pay for product photos. But none of the stuff it has anything to do with paying influencers, paying for ads. Like the marketing stuff is, is a minimum. And that's why I love this. And I just want to give you this playbook because it worked for me. And it works for my clients that I work with. And pieces of this that my students from my e-commerce sales academy have have gone through, it works for them. So this stuff works. I just think it's not highlighted enough for you guys in general. Like when you're trying to grow your early stage e-commerce business, you know, most of you are focused on how do I grow my Instagram? How am I growing my TikTok? What kind of content do I put out there? Um, How do I improve my website? You're not really thinking of, well, hmm, some of my early stage customers, like how could I create this amazing brand experience that's so awesome that they have to whip out their phone and take photos and put it on social media, you know, or they have to tell friends and family or they buy from you. And then the next time they're looking for a gift for a friend or Mother's Day or something, you come first to mind. That is the power of customer loyalty. And it doesn't just happen. You have to work for this. You have to put stuff in place. You have to have systems in place to create this. So I'm just going to kind of dive through and I'm going to try to go through each of these little steps um, quite quickly because it's a lot of information. And yeah, I I know I mentioned, um, I believe it was last week's episode about my book and yeah, I, I'm doing it. I'm, my goal is to finish it in 2022 and I'm literally saying this out loud because I want to hold myself accountable. And if I talk about it on my podcast, then it's an actual thing and it's going to be a self-published, you know, self-published book. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and I'm just going to figure it out. And I always want to be real with you guys and be honest that, you know, I have, I'm very (laughs) multi-passionate. I do a lot of different things and I don't apologize for that. Um, and I don't always know what I'm doing. You know, I, I'm a marketer. I can literally sell the shit out of a physical product and I can teach you how to sell the shit out of a physical product. Um, like, do I call myself an author? No. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to be, but that's not like how I identify myself. Yeah, it's weird. However, I know I have something that can help people like you at a very affordable price. So why the hell would I not go for it? You know? Um, yes, I'll probably have to have someone help me with the, um, you know, checking my grammar because grammar is not my forte. I always have typos and I don't really care. <laughs> um, but for a book, you can have typos. So yes, I'll need help with all that stuff, but I'm I'm doing it and I, I'm wildly, wildly, wildly passionate about this topic. And I feel such a calling to do this and I'm very, very excited. So I will keep you guys posted And, um, yeah, so kind of stay tuned. Okay. Let's actually talk about what I'm planning on talking about. So 
the first thing that I want to talk about is what is, so what I define as customer, customer obsession. So customer obsession is basically like, think about this example. Have you ever ordered from a company and when you receive the package in the mail, like you felt super special, like you felt like they actually gave a shit about you? That is one angle of what I would define customer obsession. The company gives a shit about their customers. Um, They put an effort to make you, their customer, feel good. Um, And like I said, it's not it's not like rocket science, you know, it's really not some like scientific, like I'm a researcher and I came up with this idea that cures cancer. But like I said, I feel that so many people don't focus on any of this stuff. So that's why I'm here to talk about it. So anyway, so customer obsession is a few things. And so I'm going to, this whole episode is sort of like what customer obsession is. And so I'm going to go through all the different things. But what I define customer obsession is when you, customers come first. You know, it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant and it's like the customer is always right. And even though the customer can be a total asshole, you still have to sort of like treat them respectfully. <laughs> so in my opinion, customer obsession, the biggest thing is that you care about your customers. You're not just selling them crap and garbage. And then if there's an issue or a problem, you're like, oops, sorry, no return policy. Like we have no customer service person either. So we're going to keep sending you like emails from a bot. Um, You care about your customers. Customers come at the top. Customers are a priority. Um, You care about the product that you're sending them. You listen to your customers. Like if they're like, hey, Susan, you know, we got this product in the mail and it came completely like the product was all damaged and the box was totally dented in. You know, we love your product, but we just wanted to give you a heads up. And then instead of just being like, oh, thank you or not responding to them, which most brands literally don't respond they might respond back and be like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for letting us know. And thank you for your sweet words. Like, we're so grateful to have you as a customer. Um, da, 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 da. We're going to send you a replacement and we're going to give you, you know, a credit for a future purchase or like a coupon for a future purchase. Like you make them feel seen and heard. Like I said, it's not, it's not rocket science, but I continuously, so I've been doing this now for you know, in the e-commerce space for uh, six and a half plus years. And before that, I've been in marketing and I've been in sales. And so my brain is almost like very much hardwired that customer service is very, and I also used to waitress when I was younger. So um, customer service for me is such an important thing, but I see so many brands that have horrific customer service and that's, we'll get to that. So All those things sort of like loosely define what I believe is customer obsession. Like you care about your customers, you listen to them, you ask them for feedback, you you involve them in the journey of your business and brand. Um, You have great customer service, you have great customer experience, and your you make your customers feel special. You make them feel part of a community. That, in my opinion, my friends. That, what I just said right there, of all the other shit that you're probably focused on, like Instagram, TikTok, Reels, oh my God, I lost five followers today. Like that stuff 
doesn't matter. The stuff that I just talked about, that's really how you're going to build a big business. So if you can kind of get some of this stuff down, the customers will come, you know? And like, yes, I'm not saying that you can't care about Instagram or TikTok. Of course, you have to care about all this stuff. But if you can just continuously remind yourself, like, am I caring about my customers? Am I treating my customers well? Am I listening to my customers, you know? Am I making them feel part of my brand? I want you to literally think about these things every single day. Like these should be part of your brand's like ethos and your identity is that you care about your customers, okay? So that is my definition of customer obsession. And I just want to give you an example because with Dapper Dog Box, and I've talked about this on a few different podcast episodes, but for me, when I started Dapper Dog Box, the first, like one of my first pieces of that business or one of my missions or whatever was customers are going to be cared for. Customers are number one. And I stuck to that the entire time I had my business. And like, holy crap, do you learn how to serve customers than when you have an e-commerce brand and you have to deal with customer service? I think everybody that has an e-commerce business should be doing customer service for like the first six months and then outsource it. I mean, please outsource it sooner than later, but you learn so much when you do customer service emails. So it's just, it's like such a, it's such a good life skill. I don't know. I think everyone should do it. And I also waitress when I was in my early twenties and I think everybody should also waitress once in their life because you learn how to treat people in a restaurant. So anyway, um, So I just want to tell you a quick story. So with Dapper Dog Box, like I said, the customer was always number one um, with a minute selection or not minute selection. That doesn't even make sense. With like a few exceptions to this, I treated my customers like gold. And like I said, there was, of course, a few exceptions to the rule. I had a few Um, I would say in my three years of that business, I had probably under five people who, you know, after their harassment or whatever, like maybe I said some things that I maybe shouldn't have. I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but it, it was like this teeniest, tiniest number out of like the tens of thousands of customers that I had, okay? Like a tiny, teeny, tiny number. Um, cause at some point, like, if a customer is being just full on nasty to you and horrible and threatening, it crosses a line, you know, and that's not the average person. It's really not. So with Dapper Dog Box, because that was such a huge part of my business and brand was like customers are number one. Um, I went above and beyond for my customers. And again, if you're a small business with zero funding and you're being scrappy, like I I believe you should be doing the same thing. Like your customers should be number one. You should be taking care of them and you should be going above and beyond. If that means refunding people, if it means, you know, they, anything like, because you need to get those first customers and you need your customers to be doing things for you, like writing reviews for you, posting on social media. And if you're not treating your customers with like the utmost respect and making them feel seen, heard, and special, they're not going to do that stuff for you. And getting a customer to post something on their social media account, raving about your brand, 
or posting a review on a different platform talking about how amazing your brand is, as a small business owner, that is that is gold for you and you should be trying to get that kind of stuff. So anyway, with Dapper Dog, I had ton, every review that was written about my brand on m- numerous platforms they talked about, they knew my name, like everything was Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. So that tells you right there, like the fact that everyone knew me by my by my name, that tells you how involved I was with customers. And two, 90% of the reviews that were written about my business had nothing to do about the product. Like, yes, some, yes, they would say, oh, we love the product, but da 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 It was all about how I cared about customers. I cared about them. I listened. I treated them great. They, I resolved this problem for them. Like it was so clear that the person behind this business cared about customers. And when, when a consumer is like looking at a multiple options to purchase something, they look at your reviews. Even if you think they're not important, they're super important. Reviews are everything, everything. And if you have like a bunch of awesome reviews that are like, oh my gosh, like, um, you know, Jenny, we love her so much. She takes care of us. Like she gave us extra product and my second order, she did this for us. That's like the light bulb that people need. And they say, okay, I want to purchase from this person. And I know that you do the same, you know, when you're looking at restaurants, you probably open up your Google Maps and your phone and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should go to this taco place or this Mexican place. What's the first thing that you do? You look at the reviews. Same with Amazon. If you go to Amazon, you're not familiar with the brand because people don't, there's no brand loyalty for the most part on Amazon. You're just searching for a product name And you don't really care what brand it comes from. You care that it shows up on your doorstep in two days and you get free shipping. But you also care about quality. And so what do you do when you're scrolling through Amazon and there's like 600 freaking water bottle companies you're trying to look at or pens that you're looking for or children's underwear, which I was looking up this morning and I was like, seriously, how many fucking kids underwear brands are there? It's like, and finally I was like, oh, I'm just going to buy this one, whatever. Um, you look at the reviews, reviews are social proof reviews. If you have like mostly positive reviews, but you have some really epic reviews that people have written about you, that's, what's going to get you sales. And to get those reviews, you have to serve your customers, you know? So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm officially rambling. So I just want to tell you a quick story about Dapper Dog. I feel like this stuff is so important. Like this, I have to give this attention. So, uh, quick story about Dapper Dog Box. So I had my business maybe about a year in, maybe, I don't know, maybe eight months, one year into the business. And I got an email, I got an order, this guy from, and I still remember where he lives, this guy from South Carolina ordered a one-time um, gift. I think it was the birthday box. I had um, one. I had like a couple one-time. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was just like a one-time Dapper Dog box. So he had ordered. Um, he ordered a one one-month subscription. But on my website, if you ordered a one-month subscription, like you could click something and it would say just like a one-time box or something. So he ordered that, and then he emailed me right away, and he basically said. 
you know, hey there, um, I just ordered a one-time box. Um, I noticed on your website, like shipping was like, I don't know, I forget what my shipping was exactly. I used to ship stuff like pretty quickly, but not always. So I, I think I had like five to seven business days or so, or maybe three to five business days. Um, he was basically, I know your shipping said three to five business days, but you know, here's the situation. Um, I have a, I think the dog's name was Charlie. Um, my dog's name, my, my dog, Charlie, um, you know, he's just like the little love of my life and he had, he has cancer and he's basically dying. And his vet says, you know, he only has maybe like a few days or a week left to live. And I saw your boxes and I, I just love them. And he, he said something like, um, I, I want to get some pictures, I, something like about like a bucket list. Like I want to do a bucket list with him and I want to get some really beautiful pictures of him wearing uh, the bow ties from your boxes. And, you know, if you can ship the box um, quicker, like I would, I would be so grateful. You know, I'm not sure how much time he has left or whatever. So I remember reading that email and I, I'm like getting emotional now thinking about it because it's, you know, I have... I have two dogs and, um, I know like if I, um, if my dog didn't have much time left and I, and I wanted to buy, um, a product from a company and, you know, I don't know, like it's just, it just was touching. And I, that's why I st still remember this story. I mean, it still stays so fresh in my brain. So when I read the email, I was like, oh my God. So what do you think that I did? Do you think I said, oh, I'm sorry, um, our policy is three to five business days. Thanks. No. <laughs> um, and of course, like, I would hope most businesses have a heart and they would say, oh my gosh, yes, let's rush the box to this guy, like whatever we have to do. But unfortunately, a lot of businesses, they they won't do that. They have their policies and they they can't do stuff like that and that's where being a small business you have so much more flexibility and there is a benefit to being small so anyway so i read the email and i probably started crying of course cuz anything to do with dogs i'm like a mushy mess and probably started crying and i immediately emailed him and you know i probably was like oh my gosh i'm so sorry like you know yes i'm going to send you something immediately thank you so much for like including me or I'm sorry, not me, but like, thank you so much for, for including my business in your dog's last days. I thought that was also just such a special thing. I mean, he could have just gone to like a Petco and just bought a, um, he could have just bought a bow tie from like Petco or something, you know? And so I was just so touched, so moved. And of course I was like, oh my God, his dog is dying. <laughs> so anyway, so what I did was one, I refunded his order. So did I have to do that? Absolutely not. But I was like, I, I, I don't know. I just didn't want to take his money. As a pet brand, my dog Asha, who is now 10 years old, like she's, she's a, was the face of my brand. She was on every single box. She was the logo of my business. And again, like when you're the CEO of your business, you can make the rules up whenever you want to. And I was like, I'm, I just want to refund him. I just didn't want him to pay for it. I don't know. There was something about it that I, I just didn't want to, for him to pay for this box. So I refunded his order 
and I put together like the most epic box of goodies you could ever imagine. So like, again, so number one, um, I refunded his order. I didn't have to do that. Um, two, I shipped the order um, the same day immediately. Three, like he ordered a gift box. So it would come with like five or six items or whatever. Um, I threw that out the window and I put together like whatever I could stuff into a box. And I put that into a box for the dog. And I included toys. I included like a couple bow ties. I gave like a a couple things of treats. Um, And I wrote him a really nice like thoughtful card. And I put that into the box. And I shipped it out immediately. So he would, he got it, I think, like two days later or something. So I was shipping from California. Um, And I think I, and I think I also emailed him just to let him know, like, your box went out, here's the tracking, and just kept it very personal. Again, like, our automations handle that stuff for us for the most part. Like, if you have email automations, they're already set up to let people know when the shipping, um, the shipping label is or I mean you can set it up however you want to but mine were mine notified my customer on like all the shipping points because my customers used to always email me when is the box shipping when is it shipping when is it shipping so when we created the shipping label they got a notification when the box um was shipped out they got a notification so anyway like I didn't have to also email him and let him know that the box went out and here's your tracking number but I did I wanted it to be a very personal experience because he's now included me on this very like gut-wrenching experience of like your dog is about to die and you want to just do a bunch of stuff for your dog and have like do photo shoots and get pictures with bow ties like he now has included me and I'm going to make sure I do my part that he's able to spoil his dog however I can help so anyway I did that for him and then he be, and here's like the sad part. Oh, I'm going to try not to cry. So he emailed me like I think it was like a week later and basically sent me photos of the dog with the bow tie at the beach. And he said, just sent me the nicest email. And he said, like, thank you so much for um, for sending the package out. The dog ended up dying. Um, I think it was like a few days after, you know, they got the box of goodies and stuff. So they were able to take him to the beach in South Carolina. I think it was like Charleston. Take him to the beach in South Carolina and get photos and just like spoil their dog before it died. But if I hadn't of shipped it out right away, it wouldn't have got there in time. So this is just, and then the guy, you know, he sent me such a nice email and then he wrote a review on our, and the review is still on. I wonder if I can find it. I'll have to try to find it and um, maybe I'll post it on my Instagram so you guys can see, but, um, the dapper dog box, you know, I sold the business in 2019, but the business is still running and you can go to their Facebook page and you can see the review. It's, I forget the guy's name. I want to say it's like Kyle, but it was, um, I want to say 2018 or 2017. Um, and it was a South Carolina. He lived in South Carolina, but he posted a really like touching review on the Facebook page as well. And, um, you know, that's the thing, like, it's such a memorable story in my brain, because I didn't have to do any of those things that I just mentioned, you know, I did them because, yes, your business has to make profit, like, yes, you have to have, 
your profit margins have to be, you know, good enough. But if all you're doing is like, if money is number one and and profit comes before everything else every single time, then you don't leave exceptions to do things like I just mentioned for for people. And this is an actual human who is buying your product. And and I and I think when we we have small businesses, we are very aware that like this is an actual human, like Susan from Florida and Kathy from South Carolina. Like we know because we're there going through Shopify. You know, every time that notification comes through that someone ordered from you, you know, like you get that notification and you get that feeling in your inside, like, oh my gosh, I just got a sale, like, yay, like, you know, when you grow and get bigger, you're removed from that stuff. And you, I mean, I did everything in my business from day one until I sold the business. Would I do that again? Hell no, I would definitely outsource more. And, um, and I'll be doing more podcast episodes about that as well. But I think as you grow and you outsource that stuff, and you're no longer like doing the day to day things like that, you may lose some of that insight. Like these are people, they're not just numbers, you know? And so anyway, I just wanted to share that story because it it really is still very touching to me. And I just think it's a great example of just, again, like that's a customer obsession example. Um, I went above and beyond to create an awesome experience for this person because of the circumstance, do I, do, did I do that for everyone? No, I, I sent boxes out. Customer experience was always great. But like, did I have to go above and beyond for every customer? No. However, in certain situations, why would you not want to, you know? And I would do that again in a heartbeat. And you can do, when you have customers that have those certain circumstances, like you can do so many awesome things. And people remember that. Like that guy probably also remembers what I did for him. And he he probably would never forget that because it was involved with his dog dying. And this little small business really made the effort to get him the product on time and, and all that. So people don't forget that stuff. You know, you might forget your customers, but they don't forget you because I guarantee you no one else does that above and beyond stuff. I've never had a brand that did something like that for me. And not that I've ever emailed a company and said, oh my gosh, my dog is dying. I need product quickly. However, just when it comes to like customer service issues or problems, um, and I'm going to give you some examples if I have time in this. This might end up being a two-parter episode because I can I can see this episode going a little bit long. Um, which is okay because I think this is such an important episode and I don't know why I haven't done one earlier. So anyway, um, yeah, so that is, that's customer obsession. So, okay, let's dive into a few more things before I totally run out of time. So the next thing I want to mention is like, how do you create an amazing customer experience? So customer experience is, in my opinion, it's the whole thing. So customer experience is when they land on your website the first time, um, when they order the product, when they get the product in the mail. So generally, when I talk about customer experience, it is when the product is delivered to your doorstep and they get it, they open it up. How is that experience? That's generally how I for the most part, refer to customer experience, um, which I'm going to talk about in a sec. But but really, like it is actually like the whole, every touch point that they get from you 
is a positive one. So if they go to the website and the, your website's, you know, hard to find stuff and it's, it's, you know, you're just, the product descriptions are really crappy and you have awful product photos, that's not a good customer experience and they're probably not going to buy from you. But let's say they do buy from you and then, you know, they're not getting any emails or updates about your shipping or tracking and they just have no idea when their product is coming. So they have to email you and say, hey, Susan, um, I ordered this five days ago and I haven't gotten any notifications on shipping. When is my package going to be delivered? So you're already like you're you're two out of two right now in the negative parts. So customer experience isn't just about when the product arrives in the mail. It's in my opinion, this is how I talk about customer experience. It's really all the different touch points. So your website has to be you know, easy to buy from and your checkout has to be easy for you to order from. And you, you know, you want to have multiple payment options. Like, um, I mean, I always recommend having PayPal hundred percent. Yes. PayPal, there's some issues with it, but PayPal allows people to buy from you just like Amazon. You know, you don't have to get your credit card. You can do a couple clicks and the order's done. Make it easy for people to buy from you. Um, But let's talk about the customer experience when it comes to the product arriving in the mail. So customer experience, in my opinion, is one of the most important things. If you are a direct, especially if you're a direct to consumer, but even if you're not, even if you sell, you know, to stores and you sell on Amazon, I mean, I think it matters all the time, Um, especially if you are more of a high, if you're a higher end brand or you're, you know, you're trying to be a higher end brand customer experience, you need to get on, you need to get on it. Customer experience is number one. So customer experience is, I believe, going to be continuously more and more important for, especially for direct-to-consumer brands. So if you're selling your products on your website, going to consumers, so that's, that's more of what I'm referring to. Um, you know, I'm not referring to Amazon or anything like that. So direct-to-consumer, when you sell your products from your website directly to your customers, um, there's no middle person. So I believe customer experience is going to be more and more important, 100%. Um, people, people are paying more attention, you know? I think especially social media has just totally curated um, a lot of things, basically, but with social media and with, you know, Instagram and people being able to get a product in the mail and whip out their phone and take video, 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 video is just becoming everywhere and more important for you to have. And um, anyway, so having a good product with good packaging and just like the whole thing looks great that is when you get people to take action. So what we want is, let me just give you an example. And I'm trying to look around my office. I feel like whenever I go to look around my office for examples of products to talk about, I never have anything interesting. And it's really frustrating. Okay, I got it. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. I'm just going to grab it because I have it sitting here. And of course, I've literally never used the damn product. So the content planner. I ordered a physical content planner. I think it was over the holidays. I forget. I don't know. Maybe over the holidays. So the content planner is they sell physical planners. So you can map out, you know, your months and your year, whatever. So 
when I got it in the mail, and I definitely talked about this on a different podcast episode because I'm I'm getting deja vu. I got it in the mail and it came in like a brown box. And I was like, ugh, snore. Like, this is boring. I hate brown boxes. It was just very like basic. And I don't like – when I'm ordering a product, I – I, I'm like a customer experience snob and I want, I expect, okay, I'm going to give you another example after this because her customer experience was freaking epic. Um, so I get it in the brown box and I'm like, ugh, this is disappointing. And I even think I, I, I think I was even telling someone I was on the phone and I was like, I was, I had such high hopes and I just came in a brown box, but then I opened the brown box and I was like, oh my gosh, you were wrong. You were wrong. So inside the brown box, it's like the the Cadbury eggs. Like you have to crack open the chocolate egg and then on the inside you get all the sugary, uh, you get the little sugary filling. I don't know if you guys love Cadbury eggs. I freaking love them so much. They're so good. So I open up the brown box and then inside is a white box and it's wrapped in this beautiful like foil and... You open up the white box and it's the beautiful planner on the inside and like, holy crap, customer experience was so good. So the white box that it came in, I forget exactly, and I I should have taken it. I think I did take a video of it, but anyway, um, the white box has like this beautiful branding on it and it's like engraved into the box. It just, it looks perfection, high-end perfection, just everything my little high-end high-end loving brand obsessed person would love and I opened the box up and then there's a planner on the inside and the planner is amazing it just it was such an awesome awesome customer experience every little point was perfection and when I opened up that box and saw the box on the inside I lit oh I, I, I forgot this part too. It also had um, custom branded um, tissue paper. So everything was wrapped in this beautiful custom branded tissue paper. So for me, this was such an amazing customer experience. And I literally was just wowed. Like, wow, wow, wow. I love this so much. This brand is just fantastic. So even if I didn't like the product, the customer experience was so good that it makes the product feel better in my brain and it's memorable. It's super memorable to me. And I'll probably never forget when I open that thing up. Another example of a product that I um, ordered recently was Kitty Meow Boutique. So shout out to Kitty Meow Boutique. Just love you. Um, I ordered a few things from her, but I ordered a pack of these beautiful pens like she sells all sorts of pens and cards and her thing is like sweet or I think it's called sweet or sassy I forget which one Um, of course I like the sassy stuff not the sweet stuff but these pens in particular were like more motivational quotes and so um, I had done a giveaway on my last five-day challenge and one of the winners I you know ordered her a one of the prizes was like a pack of her pens so anyway so I was like I'm gonna order one for myself too so I ordered it and the customer experience was awesome it came in I believe it was a poly mailer bag you open the poly mailer bag everything on the inside was like wrapped and I, I believe there was ribbon and it was just beautiful tissue paper ribbon beautiful like all the little packaging stuff was set up perfectly. It was fantastic. So again, 
you're the way your product shows up in a customer's hands, it really, really, really matters. And if you are trying to get someone to buy again from you, if you're trying to get them to love your product and the experience so much that, like I said at the beginning of the episode, they literally can't not whip out their phone, open up Instagram, and start taking stories and being like, holy shit, I just ordered from Kitty Meow Boutique. Like, look at this packaging. It's so beautiful. Like, it's so beautiful. I don't want to throw it away. Like, that's what you want your customers to say and do when you get their product. Because again, next time they're looking for a product to order, you will come first of mind. The shitty brown box people or the people that just don't care about customer experience or packaging or any of that, they will not come first of mind, nor will people probably buy from them again. Um, And that's why this episode, in my opinion, is so important for you to sort of really like think about it. It's not just about like, oh, your customers are impressed by you, like cool. You have to think the ripple effect after your customers love the experience and love the product. They buy from you again. They continue to buy from you. Um, Two, they buy your product for gifts for other people. And three, and this is probably actually the most important one, even though you're probably like, no, number one's the most important one. Um, They post about you on social media. They tell friends and family about you. They, um, and they write, they'll write reviews or testimonials for your brand, whether it's directly on the website or if you have a Facebook page or you have a marketplace review. Um, so that's what people will do when they have such an amazing scroll stopping customer experience. So it is just, it's wildly important. And again, that's, I might um, end the episode after this because I think there's just um, there's a lot more that I want to talk about, but I just think I don't have enough time and I don't really want to rush through it, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I'll give it a few more minutes. Um, but this stuff is is really important. You know, you always want to think, how can I create a better or improved unboxing experience for my customers? Um, and so I want to talk about another example for you is with my business, the Dapper Dog Box. And... With Dapper Dog Box, the first year of my business, I used like very basic boxes. And whether you have an e-commerce, a subscription box, like whatever the heck you sell, this example is relevant for you. You know, it doesn't have to be a box, but like you can also design poly mailer bags. You can design all sorts of different things with packaging. Packaging for me is such an important part of an e-commerce business and I know I will have another e-com business at some point and like I already just I've actually started looking, to be honest with you. I was looking on Flippa this weekend and I have my eye on this. And this is like super random, but it's like a men's board short company. I really have my eyes on it. I'm like, I kind of want to buy it. It's like super cheap. They haven't, they have, they did like a starter website where they have, you know, they set up the relationship with the supplier overseas and they built a website, but like nothing else is done. So there's no traffic. There's no sales. It's just like a blank slate. And I look at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, opportunity. I can just already see what I would do. And I get all excited. But anyway, at some point I will have another e-com brand and like, I just can't wait to go back into like designing packaging and 
that stuff is just so important to me. So anyway, so with Dapper Dog, my first year, I had sort of basic boxes. And then after about a year, I invested in boxes that were printed from a manufacturer, like a um, box manufacturing company. And when you do a box manufacturing company, you you have to commit. You have to double down and commit to a design, to a box size and all that. So I had to commit to a design and I spent – and again, when you work with a box manufacturing company, you have to – invest in print plates and die boards. It's not just like if you work with a pack lane and you're like, I want to order 100 of this simple little box and they charge you $6 a box and they ship them to you. There's no commitment. You can change the design. You can change the size, like whatever you want to do, no commitment. But with a box manufacturing company, you have to invest in print plates and die boards and they, they're going to cost you a couple grand. And so you can't F around. Like you have to have your exact design and your exact box size um, to do this. And so I, before I started working with the company, I spent months literally, and this is one of, you know, when I think back of to my business, this was one of those moments where I could have been like, no, I don't want to spend the money. I just want to use my simple basic box. Um, and I could have been, more stingy, you know, and and said, oh, no, I can't spend money. Because I know that's the first thing we always say, oh, no, I can't spend money. When you you can actually spend money, um, especially if you can think, like, what will this investment help me? How much money will I make from this investment? And that's what this box situation did for me. Like, holy shit, it was such a game changer. But I could have been like, oh, no, I can't spend $2,000 on these print plates and die boards. I can't afford it. No. Um, But I didn't say that. I knew. I knew in my brain that if I could just create packaging that was so epic and was so just perfection that my customers would, again, like whip out the phone, post on social media. I would get more social proof. I would get my product in front of all my customers' audiences. And I would stand out on social media, on blog posts, on all the different competitors that I had. When people are scrolling through the blog posts, like, what pet subscription box should I buy? Like, I wanted mine to pop the fuck off the page. And that is the packaging that I created and if you have any questions on this, let me know. I need to do no, – I actually haven't done an episode on, on my packaging either. God, I feel like I'm really slacking here, guys. Um, but packaging is – I'm so passionate about packaging too. I feel like I'm passionate about so many things, but I really am very passionate about packaging. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm constantly posting about different brands that have awesome packaging because I it's you need to have it. I'm sorry, but you need to have it. So anyway, I spent months researching this box design so I could create this just epic experience for people. And, and that's what I did. I spent a long time researching, looking at other packaging options, um, thinking about my customer. Again, it comes back to knowing your customers. Who are your people and what's going to impress the crap out of them? And that's what I did. I created my packaging for my audience for social media because my ideal customer for my business was a dog mom, you know, 25 to 35 
who spent a lot of time on Instagram and one of their main missions in their life at that point was to have get their dog to be like Instagram famous. And so they all had dog um, Instagram accounts. They were very involved in growing their dog's accounts or becoming a pet influencer themselves. And so knowing my audience, again, it always comes back to knowing your ideal customer. What do they care about? It's not just like, oh, they want to buy dog stuff. No, their dog is their baby and they don't have kids. Their dog is their kid. They treat their dog like their kid. And seeing their dog like playing with a dog toy makes brings them joy. They want to spoil their dogs, but they also want stuff so they can create content on social media and then they can get featured by brands. So it all comes back to knowing your ideal customer, but I knew my ideal customer very well and I knew that this box would just like they would love it so much and they would just go crazy. And and that's exactly what happened. Um the box was printed and it was just, it's like my little masterpiece. I will forever be so incredibly proud of that box. It it wasn't just like, oh, I created it in 10 minutes or like, oh, I had someone else design it for me. I mean, I literally had like blueprints of that design. And then, you know, you have, if you do a box manufacturer, you have to present them with like a proper PDF of your design. So I had to work with a designer to actually put my blueprint on like a proper paper. But like I designed the whole thing. I didn't outsource it because I only me could have done that. Like I needed it to come from me and where how I knew my audience. And I just knew that I could come up with something on my own. I didn't have to go to a designer. And like I said, it, it, it changed my business 100%. My sales skyrocketed after that box came out because I just told you the reasons. Like when you have packaging that is so epic, you stand out against all your boring competitors. And that's the name of the game in 2022 and beyond. Like if your product packaging brand doesn't stand out against your competitors, then you're just blending in. And I see so many brands that just copy. Like you look at your competitors and you're like, oh, all my competitors have rose gold packaging. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do rose gold packaging too. No, you do something else. You don't want to copy your competitors. You want to do something different. So my packaging did that for me. And again, like the new packaging, um, the way I created it, and I'll just I'm going to end the episode after this because I don't want to go on too much longer. But the way I created my packaging was I had the um, I had stuff printed on the inside of the box because your inside of your packaging, especially if you're shipping in a box or a mailer box. So this is very important for um, subscription boxes or if you sell like if your product is big and you can't go in a poly mailer, you have it has to go in a box. If you buy like mailer boxes where the the flap opens up. That is prime real estate for for your brand and branding. And that's what I capitalized on my box because I knew if I have my inside of the box printed with something super clever and cute and fun, my audience will open up the box with my goodies on the inside, uh, the printing on the inside of the box, and then their cute dog, and they will post that on social media. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly what I predicted is exactly what happened. I started getting like two, three, five, 10x more 
people of my customers posting on social media with my product, not only posting the like your feed posts, but posting on stories. I mean, it was wild. It was wild. It was wild. I mean, I, I, yeah, packaging matters. I'm sorry, but it does. So there's that. So, and then lastly, when it comes to creating customer experience is, is the inserts. So I don't want to forget the little old inserts that go inside the box, but you know, if you're wanting your customers to like do something for you, like take a picture and post on social media, win a free box or win a free product, um, refer friends and family, follow us on TikTok, whatever it might be, your inserts are would be like a postcard or some sort of like printed material that you put in the packaging that just, it can do so many things for your business. But for me, I use them to let customers know like here's how you can follow us on social media um here is how you can skip if you don't want to get a box every month like here's how to skip the next month here's um how to refer friends and family like here's our monthly photo contest if you want to refer someone and you can win a free box so i put like important information on there but the way that i had my inserts printed like these were also so beautiful is on the front end of on the front part of the insert it was a five by seven postcard a vertical postcard the front of the postcard was one of my customers who again was like one of my customer super fans and it was two golden retrievers sitting on a porch in this beautiful southern home in atlanta like they they should have been on like a book cover um one was a golden doodle one was a golden retriever and they had two of the Dapper Dog boxes opened up in front of them. And it was just like the most beautiful, perfect image. One of my best product images that I've ever seen for my business. And I had that as the front cover of the, the postcard. And then on the back side was like all that other information. So when I put all the product in the box, when the customers opened up the box, that was the first thing that they saw was this beautiful, like beautiful golden retriever and golden doodle with the box. Um, And then on the bottom was my logo. So it was just like, it made the customer experience so good to have that as the first thing that when people open, I never put like the boring card on the front part. I always put the two dogs. And then I also had another card made with two actually, sorry, three, I think they're Staff, Staffordshire Terriers, so like Staffies. A lot of people just assume they're pit bulls. But this was like, she was definitely a micro-influencer that I worked with. And I sent her a couple boxes and she would she agreed to, you know, post on her social media and take some photos for me because I was trying to, I was launching a heavy chewer box and I was trying to attract um, do- dog breeds that are known to be heavy chewers. So I reached out to her and we, you know, came up with an agreement and she took a couple photos for me, not a lot of photos, but she took a couple and the ones that she took were just like, holy crap. And I can still picture this beautiful photo. It was three of these white Staffordshire Terriers wearing bows in their head and pearl necklaces. And I think, I don't know if they were dressed up as well. I forget. Um, and then they have the boxes of goodies in front of them. And it was just like the most beautiful, epic photo. It was perfection. And I had that on 
on some of my postcards too. So I kind of swapped between those two because I, you know, I love pit bulls and I definitely am very, I'm a definitely a inclusive dog person. I'm having a pet brand. You know, I love all dog breeds and I don't always want to like only have golden doodles and then golden retrievers. I mean, I love all dogs and I wanted to also show my love to, you know, fellow pit bulls and staffies and all those dogs that have um, very bad prejudices uh, towards them. So anyway, my point here is that customer experience very much matters and you should be always trying to improve upon your customer experience. Even if you are on a budget, there's ways that you can improve on the customer experience. So All right, guys, I'm going to end this episode here because I don't want to keep rambling on and I will do like a part two of this um, probably in the next month or two and I'll kind of continue this conversation. But, you know, just as a a quick recap, um, why are customers, why customer loyalty is one of the most important parts of your business is because when you treat your customers well and you have loyalty from them, they will continue to buy from you and Trust me, it's about 10,000 billion percent cheaper to retain your customers than to always be getting new ones. Um, They will promote you on social media. They will tell friends and family about you. And so customer loyalty is super, super important. Um, I talked about what customer obsession is um, from a brand perspective and how you can implement being obsessed with your customers, not in a creepy way, but in a way that you care for your customers and customers come number one. Um, I talked about how to create an unforgettable customer experience. So from your website to the packaging, to the inserts and everything in between. And I also shared a few stories on just how my brand that I founded in 2016, the Dapper Dog Box, how building this loyal customer base and treating my customers well was one of my main ways that I grew my business. And if you are someone who's trying to grow your brand and you're in that scrappy startup mode, this episode is is going to be really important for you to to really like think about. And it might take some time to kind of digest all this information because I know it's a long episode, but if you can, like listen to it a few times if you can stomach listening to me repeat myself multiple times. Um, but this stuff truly is a game changer and and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And let me know what you guys think about this episode and let me know just like what you, what questions you have, you know, if you have any questions on this or you want me to sort of dive deeper into one of the specific things, I do need to do an episode about packaging a little bit more, but yeah, let me know. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. And thank you so much as always for listening and for always sending me such sweet words on Instagram and telling me how the podcast has helped you. It truly means so much to me. And I appreciate every one of you for listening. And if you have a moment, if you have not left a review on Apple iTunes, please, please, please leave a review on Apple iTunes and let me know what you thought about the episode or how the podcast has helped you or anything that you like about it. Uh, leaving reviews helps my podcast get better reach, just like for you, like you want your business to get more visibility. Reviews on Apple iTunes helps the podcast get more reach and get get better rankings and get put in front of more people. And my goal for this podcast is to come out with content that 
actually helps your business is not just full of fluff and like these 15 minute episodes that give you no real meat to them. My episodes definitely are generally going to be longer, but it's because this stuff is, there's a lot of information to always unpack and I, yeah, I just want to be helpful for you guys. So, all right, I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.